The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You know what is so obnoxious? The merch that Skinny Confidential just launched. That is right. We have merch. For the first time in 13 years, I present you with merch. Every little detail was designed by me and my team. Every little color, every little tone, every little font. And they are cute, you guys. We need to see more pink sweatshirts in first class. We need to see more pink sweatshirts at the golf course, dive bars, football games, and high-level meetings. We need to see more pink sweatshirts in the boys' club, okay? Because we can wear a pink sweater and be a boss at the same time. That's why it's called obnoxious. We can be as obnoxious as we want and still be bossy. The first one is the meh. This one is so cute. It's like nostalgic Barbie vibes. Little lilac, lot of pink. Then we have mommy's busy, honey, because depuffing's a priority. This one says mommy's busy, honey, and then ice rolls. It's the perfect tone of purple that pops the whites of your eyes and teeth. And then we have the TSC icon. This one's like very Nantucket. It's a crisp white. It has a little bit of strawberry pink and lavender embroidered on it. It's very chic. And then lastly, of course, we have the who cares. And this one's like, just post the photo and crop him out because no one cares what he looks like. Super simple to the point. You get it if you've been following along. We have it in bubblegum pink and white. You should know that these are limited edition. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're $59 unisex. I like a large. I'm pregnant, but I think I still would go with a large. And they are now available at shop.deermediaperiod.com slash TSC. Go grab them while they're hot. I think they'll be sold out in a week. So hurry. Shop.deermediaperiod.com slash TSC. All right, let's get into the show. Taylor, it's a damn good thing that Symbiotica decided to partner with our show because I'm telling you what, I am their number one customer. I am taking all of our disposable income and I am dumping it into Symbiotica. I think I have all of their products. I think I am their best customer. I don't think I've found a better supplement company. And I say that with a lot of confidence. If you guys have been paying attention and listening to this show, we've had Sherveen, the founder of Symbiotica, on this show multiple times now. He's an incredible guest with an incredible mission. And within that mission, obviously, is this powerhouse of a brand, Symbiotica. Liposomal supplements and vitamins, protein powders now, skin balms, all sorts of stuff. They're, they have such an incredible offering. Here's how I do it. And this is exactly my favorite routine. I wake up every morning. I take their vitamin D3 with CoQ10 and K2. I give it not only to myself, but to Lauren, to Zaza. They just came out with a chlorophyll that I put into my water. That's an incredible product. The B12 is also incredible. We also, all three of us in the family take it. They have such a diverse offering. I would definitely go on there and figure out what's best for you. But our favorite products are definitely that vitamin D3, CoQ10, K2. It's one of the most complex formulas that we've found. It's incredible. And their magnesium 3 and 8. If you've been listening to the show, you realize so many of us are deficient in magnesium. We don't get enough. It's why we have brain fog. It's why we have inflammation, so many other things. It's one of the only magnesiums that crosses the blood-brain barrier. Also, if you're looking for an extremely clean protein powder, plant-based, their new protein powder may be the best in the business. This is a mission-driven company. Their founder walks the walk, talks the talk, all of it. And it's just an incredible brand that I can't stand more firmly behind. And of course, if you want to try it out, we have a code. Use code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. This is an addition to the custom bundle discounts. That's where you're going to get the biggest discount when you do the custom bundles. So people can get up to 45% there. Create your custom bundle at symbiotica.com and use code SKINNY at checkout. Check it out today. Again, try the ones I recommended, but also they have so many different offerings that you can jump into for whatever your health needs may be. 
She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. I need to to also educate myself a little more, understand what's going on a little more, and just take a time out. Like, take a really long time out and figure it out. I know that in our industry, it's like you constantly feel like you need to be working, doing something else, creating something else. But the best thing that I did for myself was literally nothing. The episode that you've been waiting for. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. Today, we have Stassi Schroeder back on the show. She's in a new chapter in life. It's been a long time since we've seen Stassi. Lots happened for her since then. And in this episode, we explore it all. We talk about her cancellation, her new book, her new baby, her new husband, leaving Vanderpump Rules, her wedding, diet, health, fitness, wellness. All the things are packed in this episode. I personally love having her on the show because she's really damn good at podcasting. Yeah, she's one of the OGs in the space. And, you know, I think this episode's very interesting because we've obviously known Stassi for a while. We had her on the show a long time ago before all of the controversy that she's went to that we talk about openly on this show. And I think for people that are coming into this episode wondering what this is going to be about, we have the court of public opinion. It is running rampant. Stassi has been at the receiving end of that. And I just think it's a very interesting human experiment to sit down with someone who's been on such a severe receiving end of, like I said, the court of public opinion, which she definitely has. So who is Stassi Schroeder? She is the New York Times bestselling author. She's written two New York Times bestselling books, you guys, Next Level Basic and recently Off With My Head. She's a fan favorite from Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, and she now has The Good, The Bad, and The Baby with her husband, Bo. Stassi is an author, a mother, a wife, a former podcast host, a public figure, and a personality. And like I said, in this episode, she delivers. With that, let's welcome Stassi back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. This is the Skinny Confidential Him and Her. Okay, how the fuck do you look so good after having a baby? Okay, first of all, it's been like 16 months since I had a baby. And it was the hardest thing ever to fit back into my clothes. It took me a little over a year. And Lauren, I literally texted you multiple times after I gave birth being like, I'm sobbing, I'm crying. I haven't (laughs) lost a pound. In fact, I've gained more weight after like giving birth. I was swollen for two weeks. I couldn't like, I could barely move. Like it has taken so much work. It was not one of those situations where it's like, genetics and the baby what just fell off. It was just really easy. No, I had to, I did bone broth for dinner for like four to five months. Like I worked out and ran like four miles a day. Like I tried so hard and that did not work. Like that did not work. It didn't start working. And also I don't want to say like, I'm no expert. So like, I'm not giving advice, like nutrition and diet. I love and like, when an expert, when a non-expert gives advice. Like though. this, like if people, I, I don't, I don't need anybody coming after me being like, you're basically preaching, starving yourself and running a million miles a day. No, this is just what I have done. But once I started just doing kind of like intermittent fasting, like I don't get hungry in the morning. So like I wait until like I actually get hungry and 
like that's kind of what I then became like my diet. And obviously like I'm not overeating and I had to just like really focus on small portions, but I started doing EMS workouts. Okay. And that is literally changed my life. It has changed. When I say Lauren, I have never had muscles or been someone that was like athletic. Like I was like, I was fine, but like, I've never felt strong. Like if I took off my cardigan right now, like I have like- You got the guns? I have like guns. Like, wait, how does it do you? I feel feel strong. Like my back feels strong. Like my legs feel strong. Like, and it's just 20 minutes a week. Wait, explain what it is. Is this what Tara was talking to me about the other day? Yeah. It's like a machine, right? So it's- Oh, I guess my phone is in here. It's the Bridgerton it's, theme song. Okay, my I'm like, oh, wow. what song is this? Oh my God. <laughs> that, yep, that's my phone. Sorry about that. It's like, what is that thing that when they zap, like they put... Like pulse? You know, the... the Oh God! Like the little, like the little white things. No, like when they put this like big block on you and like zap, and it's like basically getting like eighteen thousand like crunches in like one t- like one session so waiting there. So you literally lay there. No, this is not it. Okay. So you put on a suit where like it there's things wrapped around your arms. Oh, I've heard about this thing. It's a full blown vest like on your legs. Like I look like I'm getting suited up for Mission Impossible like fourteen whatever number. How many times on. a week? I do it once a week, 20 minutes. So you work out while this machine is like zapping your muscles and it is so hard. And afterwards you are sore for like five days. And then I have like two days off of not being sore. And then I started again. Did like, the guy that invent this, he's in, he's here, right? Or he's around here? I'm pretty sure this is an LA thing right now, yeah. which is why I haven't really like posted about it because not many people have access to it, but it is legit. I'm telling you. It is, such an is thing, this huh? what is. Lala did on Vanderpump Rules? Yes. So that's how I found out about it because Katie and Lala did it okay. on Vanderpump and they were like, you have to try this. And I was like, I will try anything at this point because running every day isn't doing shit. Drinking bone broth at night isn't doing shit. This truly like your muscles are constantly just like like burning things off. I swear to God. It makes, it's more of like, it's like an efficient workout because you're getting the workout in, in like, in like, 20 minutes. In like a, on steroids, on crack way, which makes sense. You guys, <laughs> I'm trying to convince myself Google, this is going to work. Google it. It, seriously, just Google it. It's, okay, it's, I'm going to try it's it fucking, It's fucking amazing. So I need to do that after I give birth, intermittent fast and have bone broth for dinner. <laughs> you're the one who told me about bone broth, I feel like. Wasn't I might have you? told you about bone broth. I'm pretty sure it was you. Because it's protein. And those were just like miserable nights. Like the literally miserable nights just watching Bo have normal dinner and I'm just drinking bone broth that he tried putting like, he would try so hard to like make it be like soup and put like spices in it and, you know, just different <sighs> things. I'm like, no, this sucks. Just all of it sucks. It just sucks. But at least you can have a margarita. Because when you're pregnant, you can't even you can't have that. So at le- I would rather have my skinny margarita or like my glass of wine with ice in it than food. Same. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> so my bone broth with like my side of wine. Yeah, like that's that's what I want. No, one hundred percent. As long as I can have a cocktail with Something. what I'm doing. Yes, I, I I'm on the same page. Michael decided that he was gonna go sober for 140 days. Well, I know. How, what day are you on? I'm on like 110 or something. That is but so it, impressive. Well, you know, um, I did like 70 days last year 
And then I was like, oh, okay. And then she got, I mean, we haven't been like doing much, you know, we just been like working. No, we haven't been doing much. I've, yeah. I've been building a nose well, and an I mean, eye, was, but. I mean, like in, the, in our social world, right? It's just been like, we've been kind of like head down. Really? Because I feel like you guys are always somewhere. Well, like, I mean, like this is our social setting. Oh, jeez, um, do sorry. I need to watch the show Bridgington? Are you joking? I don't know about I've, it. I've oh. never heard of this show. This you, is like how you are with Taylor Swift, and I don't know about. I don't. No, I'm not. I'm not like a big Swift. I like Taylor Swift. Oh, but I I'm, thought you liked really liked her. No, I that's somebody else. But okay. I mean, I like her. But Bridgington is Bridg- that. How Bridgington? Bridgington? What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? Like, how do you even have a podcast and not know what I'm, Bridgerton is? I have no idea how to pronounce it. How do you say it? Bridgerton. 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 What is it about? Sounds a little. Oh my! <laughs> like for real? It's yeah. Is it? What's that one show? It takes place in the the Regency. Downtown Abbey. Is it's, that what it is? It's. It's Down, not. Is it downtown or downtown? Downton. Downton. downtown. Downton. It was downtown too. <laughs> it's downtown. Um, it's totally different. Okay. They're both period pieces. Okay. They're both historical shows, and that's like my, that's like my sweet spot. Like, but the, why is it so good? You like the outfits? It's like Gossip Girl meets like the early eighteen hundreds. But is it? It's like is Warren's there, first nightmare, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how period PC I am. Okay. <laughs> no, I like a good historical period. drama. But... I don't know how period PC I am though. Yeah. That period PC is like the only word I know to like describe myself. I would rather watch Housewives. See, no, I can't do that anymore. Why? I just feel a little too, too close. Once I once everything went down, I'm like, well, obviously I can't watch Bravo anymore because that hurts. Like, you needed space. I definitely. And now that I'm out of it, like I obviously I watched Vanderpump Rules to see Katie, my friends, and stuff like that. But I don't find. Like I don't have the desire to watch Housewives anymore because it, it does it doesn't it doesn't spark joy. Is it irritating oh, to watch? You Marie Kondo, your life. I just did. It doesn't spark joy. And right. and when I like have time to actually watch a show for myself, it has to be something that like oh this really just like puts me in the best mood ever. And those are period pieces. Is it irritating to watch a show that you kind of put on the map? You were basically the one that put it on the map, right? Like I say that. No. No, yes. I'm that that's a very fair question. I thought it would be a lot harder than it was. And I wonder if that's because so much time had passed because like they skipped a year of filming and I had already had Hartford. So it's not like I was just locked in my house like I was during 2020, sober, pregnant and like hysterical. Like so it was like life was good already by the time by the time Vanderpump Rules came out that like I was just so happy to be a mom that I was like this and watching it I realized this is not my life anymore like I don't do these I I don't go to these types of parties I don't have anything to do with the restaurants like watching you know my friends like do like a fashion show like at like at Airbnb in Palm Springs I'm like I can't picture myself in that situation which made it like a lot easier to watch because I don't see how I would fit in well becoming a mother too you realize how little other things matter very fucking accurate yeah like yeah. I, I, for me to go out to like even a dinner yeah like, it's gotta be it like has, it has to gotta be, hit my it, checklist it really has to be good it has to be the right people it has to be the right time it has to be the right environment otherwise like no i'm tired because you're spending time away from the baby yeah and even if let's just say for the sake of 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 the argument it's at night when the baby's sleeping well that's also my alone time 
So and I and I need that. So like, do I want to sacrifice my alone time to go to a dinner or a party or something? Like I, I you have to just truly weigh both options because I truly value my alone time. I can imagine too with reality television too. You're like, is this worth it to go and film all this stuff when I could be at home making money in in a different way? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you know, like it's just. Like I was asking Lauren I mean, at this point in your career, I was saying like, is there even, and maybe you'll go back, but like, is there like, what would it take to have you go back to television? Like, would you even want to, or do you even need it anymore? I mean, I think about it often because so many people have asked me like in my private, in my private life, like yeah. everyone asks me, like I've had producers ask me, like I've been asked a lot and I've had these conversations and I'm like, and, and I think I've struggled with the fact that my answer is I, I kind of like an I don't know, but I'm allowed to still be figuring I out. I I love my life so much right now that and I know how reality TV disrupts your life and it puts you in situations that you would normally not be in. And it and you kind of get put in this category, this lifestyle that maybe you you don't want. But at the same time, I I really enjoyed doing reality TV and like it was fun and and it I don't know. All I know is that I wouldn't go back to reality TV unless I was an executive producer. Like, I was that's, just going to say truly, like like to yeah. have someone else control your narrative. Yeah, I can't I can't do that. Was and my, Michael and I said this today we were taking a walk like there was such an opportunity in my opinion. This is my opinion for the show to showcase you and Jack's and whatever's journey through everything that you guys were navigating. And I think it would have helped other people. And it maybe also would have educated other people mm-hmm. in the process. And the opportunity was just stripped away with no conversation. I actually don't think it was thought out. Like, like now that we're here in 2022 and I'm hearing about Vanderpump Valley and this and that, I'm like, was that really thought out or was it just an emotional reaction by the producers? I, that was, uh, it was clearly not thought out because my, and I think we all know, I think it's very obvious now, but my producers didn't even know. So like it, this was from a higher, whether it was Bravo or NBC Universal, like my, the production company that I worked for and my producers like this, they 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 had no idea. So that was like a, a really sad thing. And it was obviously like a a very quick decision, but I also understood. And like, I don't have any animosity towards whomever Bravo or NBC Universal is because I do understand like having to protect what you've built. And so if I'm going to in any way, like hurt something that somebody's built, then it's like, get me out of there. So like, I, I respect that side of it also. I just think it was honestly, it was a, it was a rash decision. And I think whenever people make rash decisions, it's the, it's typically doesn't go the right way. That's true. Right. (laughs) Especially in business. It's like, I'm just trying. And and I, I remember when that first happened, you know, cause it was on like the clips they were pulling was from Jackie's show. Yeah. Right. And so I remember I was like, I was was enjoying an orange juice. (laughs) I was in San Ysidro ranch. I was trying to relax and I, Everyone started messaging me and all this stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you the-? really making this about you? Of course. You of course. were enjoying the orange juice. I mean, like, but he, he no is painting, he's painting a picture for well, me. I was trying so. to understand what happened because people were messaging. They're like, this thing that happened years ago that was talked about years ago <laughs> on a show is now, and we have to make, and we have to change our whole business. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, no, we're not doing any of that. I'm like, we're not doing any of that. But I think it was just time. Everyone was so fucking hypercharged. Nobody was yeah. thinking, right? Yeah. 
No, but I think that also at the same time, I mean, I look at back at it now and I'm like, this was actually a gift. Like when you're on a reality show for so long, like I was on one for my adult life, most of my adult life. And when you're on a reality show for so long, they're making you're on a path that you have no control over. And by being fired and released from that situation, as hard as it was, and even though like I've, 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 I miss it sometimes, I now like I can do whatever I want to do. It's there is no one guiding me. There's no one telling me that I I have to be friends with certain people, go to these certain places, like talk about these certain things. Like I can do whatever the fuck I want. And there's like just so much, so much satisfaction and like joy in that. I personally think this is one of the best ideas I've ever heard, and that is better help. To be able to go online when you're feeling burnt out and have online therapy reminds you to prioritize yourself. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard that we've been talking so much about the importance of talking to someone, about actually sharing your thoughts, getting them out with someone else so that they can bounce off somebody that has a perspective that's different than your own so that you can work on your own mental health and get to a place where you're not just stuck with your own problems and you can actually work through them with a professional. I did therapy a lot when I was younger and I found it to be very overwhelming. The whole process of getting in the car, going there, you run into someone you know in the office, There's the sign-in clipboard. You got to wait in the waiting room. You go in. It's a whole thing. And to be able to just have access to it online to talk about whatever you want, any kind of struggle or stress is absolutely incredible. I would highly recommend checking out BetterHelp if you're looking into therapy. And you should know this is very affordable. So if you're having symptoms of lack of motivation, you're feeling helpless, trapped, detachment, fatigue, whatever it is, BetterHelp can help. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Like I said, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, so it's quick and efficient. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com skinny. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash skinny. People get so, I guess they get irritated with me when I say this kind of stuff, but I don't believe in cancel culture in the sense that like, you can't really cancel somebody, right? You can like scream. You can make it really, really hard for them. No, sure. (laughs) You can scream and yell and whine and you can get brands to stop working with them and you get a segment of the world to yell. But like, what I always tell people is... What a horrible waste of energy though. I I know. But listen, what I keep trying to tell people, and even on this thing that's going on with Twitter, I'm like, you can't cancel attention, right? Like if people are paying attention, they're paying attention. You could be mad that people are paying attention, but in your case, clearly people are still paying attention. And so I always find this whole like cancel culture thing. You're canceled, you're canceled. It's like as long as people are still paying attention and they care about what you have to say, you are uncancelable. It's not a real thing. The only way you're truly canceled if people stop paying attention. That's why with this show, if people get mad at me or Lauren, all the shit we say, I'm like, the numbers keep going up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, sorry, it's true. I know. It's a cancel culture. It's it's, it's a weird. It just feels like a, a, a medieval thing to me where it's like we think that like we've grown like past this point in 
in like humanity where we're not, you know, we've evolved and we're not like beheading people and, and stoning them to death. But like we're at this other weird, dark place. People like the spectacle. Where it's they want to see you literally lose everything you have and they want to see you homeless. Like they want that. Like I feel like that was that was what people wanted. They wanted to see Stasi lost her house. Stasi's husband divorced her. Stasi had nothing left. Like, and then they'd be like, okay, fine. Then she's canceled. But if they see a return, if they see a book come out two years later, they're like, see, cancel culture really isn't a thing. It's not, it, it's not a thing. So the trolls feel like, like, like what happened? They want to see you destitute. Yes. It, it's such a, it's just a bizarre, weird world that we're living in right now. <laughs> like, always like people yeah, they like the people. I, you say like people, they root, root, root for you until you've surpassed. No, them. no, no. There's a it's, fine line between someone who is a huge fan and obsessed with you and someone who fucking hates you. There's a very fine line. And if you take that obsessed person and it crosses that line, it's the most vicious kind. The yeah. ones that liked you first. Yeah. This is what I've seen from groupthink in my own like in my own scientific <laughs> what is groupthink oh my group god think? do you have an hour <laughs> what is groupthink groupthink is basically so, like w what happened to you okay i didn't know that that was a, a new well, term at for at a it. high level i think groupthink is when you find yourself talking about thinking about and doing things that you wouldn't ordinarily do on your own because the group is doing it okay right mm -hmm. and so it's like it's like constantly going with the status quo. So yes. a gr giant group of people, all of a sudden, they'd probably, you know, like, let's just take, take you, for example. People like you, they're a fan of you, but they're not, like, thinking about you all day long. Maybe there's some people are, but, like, the high majority I mean, I don't people, really, like, think anyone's thinking about sure, me. But, but, but my, all of a sudden... My daughter isn't even thinking about me all day long. But all of a sudden, <laughs> the group is thinking about you. So now everybody's thinking about you. And right. Everybody's aligning. And it's like, they wouldn't normally spend their days doing that, but because everybody else has told them it's important, they jump on. Yes. Like Facebook groups. Totally. Facebook groups are so scary unless you find like a good safe one. I have a good safe one. You do? I wrote about it in this book. Like it is, it was my podcast Facebook group and they're so nice there. Everybody's so nice. Like it is like a, it's a safe space for me to go and like connect with my like original listeners and I never feel like truly exposed except for when I was when I was canceled and all that went down I was too scared to go and say something because you never know who's in there just lurking and screenshotting and then they're just gonna go post it on other things but I bet you also didn't have the capacity uh, no that too I mean it, it wasn't it, it wasn't the best of times I mean it wasn't the best of times but I don't want to paint this as like well, poor me, you know, like I'm a victim and this like really sucked because I did the things that got me to what happened. Like I, I can only like account for my, I can, uh, for myself and, and I did those things. Now I'm not the one who is, can judge if the punishment fit the crime. Who's the one to judge that? Who, who's the one to judge that? I mean, I, I will say that I don't think I think it was out of control. Like I, I think, think it's gossip by celebs. Is that an account? I think it's them. Is that, is that, <laughs> I mean, is that an account? I heard, yeah. Like I just will put my opinion. I think it was out of control. I think anyone that thinks it's okay to completely tear someone's life apart on the internet is is an angry, bitter person. Like there are ways for people to have redemption and and it, to be more graceful. And there's ways to handle things more graceful. When you were 
in the depths of this, were there anything that surprised you that was positive? Like, were there any people or groups or or maybe even producers that you were just like, oh, yeah, no, actually, the, you just sparked something for, when you said that my pro- yes, like I found friend. I never would have thought if you would have told me that like the producers and like the production people who work on Vanderpump Rules, that like their job is to <laughs> meddle with my life and make me look a little crazy. I would never have thought that they would be a group of people that I would have become so much closer with once it happened. Like they've now like they stepped up as friends and that has meant so much to me. Like that to me was shocking. They could have easily just been like, oh, well, you're done. Like you got fired from Vanderpump Rules. So it's like you're you're done. But instead they became friends and checked in on me more than most people. And that has just been like, well, that's lovely because I loved you guys so much. And it makes me feel so great to know that, you know, they felt the same. Also, Lo seems pretty ride or die. She's oh, no. in Lo here. is. I wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah, Lo seems pretty ride or die. 99.8% of anything that I have done or built in the last two years if I didn't have Lo. Like, we're constantly trying to be. I'm like, you're not my assistant. What What can we call you? I hate the word assistant. It sounds douchey. A and, moat. She's uh, a moat. Well, that just is not cute sounding. But like, you're a moat. Like, you're the alligators that are around. Like like keeping people out of her energy. That is a bit period PC of you. That I is know a, that, that is, is a period, period PC oh, reference. I knew you were going to say that. That is period PC. I'm, I'm down with that. I mean, right now we Bridgerton. We, we've settled on like CO low, like yeah. COO, yeah. because she does so much. No, like, because I mean, people could have quit, and like you really, it seems like you really stepped into your role. And yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. Well, okay. So in the book, the one of the most disturbing things that I read was when you talk about, and I don't know if it's because uh, we have similar jobs in some ways, but you talk about the trajectory of the canceling. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you say first it was the, and I I might be saying this wrong, but first it was the podcast sponsors, then it was then it was like the big overall brands, then it was the canceling of the show. Can you talk about that trajectory and what that looked like for people that are unfamiliar? Yeah. Well, I mean, I get into it like in detail in my book, but basically I describe it as like instead of like the universe was like created in a week, it was like destruction. It was like the opposite. Cause this was based really over the course of a week. And of course, the first day I lost sponsors, but like I, I've been through this before. I'm like, I expected that. I understand like that, like didn't break my spirit. I was like, I get it. I 100% get it. What really started this chain reaction was that my PR publicly dropped me, which doesn't ever happen really. Like that's not something that like they're supposed to be the last one standing with you. And if they do drop you or, or decide to part ways. It's literally the opposite of their job to promote that and, and to make that information public. And so that was so shocking. And it was the, like a save their own ass type thing. Truly. Yeah. And like that was really shocking in the industry at that time. So then variety and deadline and like, you know, credible good news outlets were writing a story on it that, well, her PR dropped her like what the holy shit. And then because of that, my agents then get a call from Variety and they get a call from you know Deadline and they're like, where do you stand on this? Are you still keeping her? And so there was, I guess, like a full eight hour day of a bunch of men or I don't know in a boardroom 
that my agents weren't included in deciding whether to drop me or not. And my agents called me later on that day. And I'll never forget it because I was like, all rosacea and like psoriasis out, no makeup, pregnant, just like dealing with the fact that my PR dropped me. And and I, I was like, she called and she FaceTimes me and she's like, how are you doing? And I was like, honestly, I'm fine because like, I know that I have you guys. Oh. And she started crying. And I was like, why are you why are you crying right now? And she's like, because the Variety is about to release an article and the board had to make a decision. And we all fought for you so like hard when we heard this was happening, but we weren't allowed to make that decision. And so UTA is having to let you go. And I was low was over and I like came up like sobbing, like threw myself in like Bo's arms. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, you have to like I I need, I need to, I need to, I need to fall apart right here. Like I need to fall apart. And again, I, 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 I'm scared of coming off sounding like a victim because like the, the, that's not the point of this book. And I feel so much stronger now, but it was a very, very, very fucking hard day to then be like, okay, so my whole team is, is, is wiped out. I don't even know who to call for like, how do I get like one of my contracts? Like, how do I know if I got paid for this? Like, how do I know who can I contact right now? Like, I don't know what to do. And then after that, it was um, Bravo, who then fired me and Kristen and some other people from Vanderpump Rules. I woke up to that information. And then the following day, my podcast was just like taken off the podcast app. And I'm like, what, what, what the fuck? Hey, how does that happen by the way? Like so, how did they do, how are they able to do that legally? Well, so they had, they, they ended up giving them back to me like the episodes. Cause I own the episodes, but I, I don't know how they were able to just like wipe it from the podcast app. And at that point I did not give a fuck. Cause I was spiraling. Who's they, um, Apple, the, the, the like, yeah, I, yeah. So you were on a network and the network did that to you? Yes. Seems and, like a little bit of a shady network. I mean, they were all, every, everything was just like crumbling one by one. And then the day after that, my venues, like my touring venues started to be like, well, obviously we can't have this person. So we're canceling her tour. And then after that, my like last like shred of, of, of hope was I'd, I had sold Next Level Basic, my first book, to Sony to be made into an animated series. And I was like, I had thought like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm destined for. I want to be in a writer's room. I want to create something. Like, I'm going to be able to like quit Vanderpump Rules and like truly just like work on cool shit. And that then, obviously, that was like the last one to fall. And so th like, that was my week. <laughs> that was funsies. Who doesn't want a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, that takes your insurance and are available when you need them? I know that I do. Let me tell you, Zaza hit her head and we were scrambling around before we discovered this app and it was a nightmare. And now with ZocDoc.com, I can choose a time slot whenever I want to see a doctor in person, or I can do a video visit. That is right, a video visit. This saves so much time. Like I can't even because going to the doctor takes, it's an effort. Like you got to park, you got to check in, you got to sit in the waiting room, blah, blah, blah. You can find the right doctor that's right for you. You can book an appointment that works for your schedule. And like I said, you can even do it on video. I just moved to a new town. So this is absolutely incredible because I want quality doctors. 
And I feel like with ZocDoc, they have like eliminated the pain points with quality doctors. They just know how to pair you with the best doctor, the most quality doctor. Like they get it. Streamlining everything, taking all the pain points out of booking a doctor appointment. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to finding a quality doctor in a way that's surprisingly pain-free. Like I said, you are going to go to ZocDoc.com slash skinny and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours, which is amazing. That is zocdoccom slash skinny, ZocDoc.com slash skinny. Who do you even call for advice? Do you call your mom? Do you like just talk to your husband? Like what I what do you even do? It was a lot of talking to Bo, talking to Lo, talking to to friends. And but also I'm not really like an advice seeker because I've I've realized, especially over the last two years, everyone wanted to give me advice. Everyone was calling me, wanting to give me advice. Everyone was saying something different. Everyone thinks they know what you're supposed to do. You know, a lot of people are like, carry on just like you normally would. Keep putting podcasts out there. You can do it. And I'm like, I know I can do it. But like, that doesn't feel like the move. Like Sometimes I, and I talk about this all the time on this podcast, the most strategic thing to do is, is nothing. nothing. And that's really, that's what the my, hardest. that is what my intuition was telling me. My gut was telling me. I'm like, I'm pregnant. This major thing just happened to me. I need to to also educate myself a little more, understand what's going on a little more and just take a time out, like take a really long time out and figure it out. Like there, there's there's I know that in our industry, it's like you constantly feel like you need to be working, doing something else, creating something else. But the best thing that I did for myself was literally nothing. That's really hard though, like you just said, for people to understand because we're so, our whole like sort of world right now is based on presence. Mm -hmm. But I find that absence is just as important. And I think that that conversation needs to be had more, like whether you need a weekend off of Instagram stories or maybe you need a week or whatever. Like even with maternity leave, this one, it's like being absent is okay. It is a hard thing to to digest though. Cause I, I mean, I will say, of course I worried all the time. Like life's just passing me by. Like I'm not on social media. Like I'm not anywhere. No one's hearing from me. I'm just going to be forgotten. Like I'm so used to constantly thinking that I have to come up with the next thing. I have to like keep working, keep moving. And to just not be out there, I was totally afraid that I would just be forgotten. But look what happened from nothing. You have this, you come out with this book, you're able to go on a book tour, like you're, you're, you're owning the narrative of your life. So it, it really did serve you. It's just so crazy. I think also even this is so weird, but when you're dating someone, absence is just as important as presence. And like, if you can't understand that, yeah, sometimes just doing nothing is like people it's it makes mystery. Yes, it definitely does. Underrated. 100 percent underrated. So now that's my goal, Lauren, is I just want to like I just want to do nothing for like 25 years and then come back. No, that's how I got you. Mystery. I I walked away for like 12 years and left you (laughs) to think about it. She did nothing. I thought about you every day. For 12 years. I I, I just did nothing. Straight. I just sat sat out by my window. It's easy to do nothing. It's not easy and it's easy. So 
now that you're here and you have this book, what has you said you feel liberated? How yeah. has that been? Like everything's in this book. If someone asks you any questions, you can be like, go read off with my head. Yeah. I, it's just like a feeling of, I hate to say like, I don't care, but I'm like, if somebody comes at me, I don't care. If some, if there's a negative headline, I don't care. Like you guys, I have put every, I, there is no better job I could have done on this book. And there is nothing I could have done better over the last two years than the path I decided to choose that I, I stand by every decision I made and everything I've, I've written and every moment of silence. Like I stand by all of it. I could not have done. I, I, I don't look back and be like, I wish I would have done this. I think I did everything right by my, my intuition and my soul so it just feels like, come for me, please come for me. Like I've, I've been there. Also, it seems like your community is really rallied around you. Yeah, I didn't, that I didn't expect. I mean, I obviously like expected, you know, some of my, my, my followers, like my Khaleesi's as I used to call them, like when I had my podcast, like I expected that, but I've been really overwhelmed by just the level of, of su support. It's, it's been like, it's been very nice, like really people nice. People love a redemption story more than I think a teardown story too. Like I think people forget that. Like that's why you all like all the movies you watch. Yeah. love is like the redemption. People would try and tell me that during the last two years. Like people love a comeback. I'm like easy to tell me when you're not in that situation. Like, but do they love a comeback that much? I mean, at this point, I feel I feel comfortable. I feel like enough people like a comeback. Well, um, let's be honest. I mean, like, and I I met. Okay, so now back to the orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh, when that yeah. happened. I remember thinking because Lauren had just had a baby, mm -hmm. and I remember the fragile state that she was in towards the end. I was like. Fragile's an understatement. No, but I mean, like, I think this is for all women that are going through childbirth and, and being pregnant. It's like, this all happened while you were pregnant, mm -hmm. right? And I remember thinking, like, that's so fucking heavy. Well, I think the worst part of it, and, like, it, the worst part when I talk about the seven days was that on the last day, I found out my, I woke up to messages saying that my pregnancy was leaked and I wasn't even 10 weeks yet. And so that was when I like but really. I, how did we know? We knew some, somehow we knew. Maybe one of my friends some, somebody told somebody. you or something yeah, like yeah. that. Which, that's fine. But like that was that was the hardest part because you don't know if I hadn't yeah, even yeah. gone to like, you sure. know what I mean? Like you don't know if you're going to hold saying. the baby. You were you don't, 10 weeks pregnant. I didn't yeah. know that. And but so, we knew she was pregnant. I remember because I remember thinking that being like, oh, that's really intense. 10 weeks. I, I knew you were pregnant. 10 weeks is so early to have that leaked. Yes. And it, the hardest part, though, also is just that people thought that I was leaking it to spin the narrative. Oh, my God. Like, so and I'm like, I can't say and I couldn't say anything to get sympathy which, to get sympathy. Yeah. And I couldn't say anything because if I commented on that, then I need to be commenting on everything else. And so I just felt like I don't I, I can't have a voice right now. And I just have to let people think that I just went to Us Weekly for a pregnancy ex announcement. Like it it was that was that was rough because I like so desperately wanted to just like shout from the rooftops that like this was taken from me. And and now that it's taken, you think that it's something that I've done on top of that. Like you think that I I spun it. I mean, I had people like DMing me being like, she just got pregnant just now in order 
to make herself look sympathetic. And I'm like, I've been I've been pregnant for for 10 weeks. Like you can't just get pregnant. Whoever leaked that is that's dark. Yes, that's fucked. Whoever did that like that, that person should really, really take a long, hard look in the mirror. Well, the reason I thought about it is to your point. I'm like, that's so early in the pregnancy where there's still, you know, you got to be careful. Right. And like then you're going through probably one of the more, you know, tough times of your life. And you're probably managed, thinking like, oh, I got this new kid coming in the world. Never had one before. Mm-hmm. Losing sponsors, losing jobs, losing podcasts. How am I going to like all of these? Is probably oh, no, I'm like, I just bought a house. Bo agreed like right before COVID that he would, you know, stop casting for a while and come with me on tour. And like we would just focus on my career as a couple and be together. And it was literally like, is this is this for real? Like, is this for real? Like, how are we going to support ourselves? Like, what what are we going to do? Like, he just gave up so much to be working on my dreams. And then my dreams just got crushed. So it was a it was a really challenging time to try and figure out like, all right, let's start over. Let's let's figure out how to how to be resourceful, like how to build something else, like how to just pivot and without compromising our relationship and and just completely falling apart as a couple like during a pandemic so like no big deal i'm well, a queen the, the reason I, <laughs> the reason i'm saying this stuff and maybe coming off more sympathetic was well, for an assortment of reasons but I, I think we lose more as a culture and a society by coming at people from this place of hate like no nobody it, nobody benefits from this, right? Like you may tear down someone instantly and feel a little bit of instant gratification from hurting somebody else, but like everybody else loses because you just get to a worse place, right? Right. And so that's kind of why you see the state of the world and the way it is. Like everyone's just attacking, 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 right? No, it's there's like no, terrifying. Yeah, and there's no place to educate or teach future generations from a place of empathy or love. It's just like constantly, like, let me show you an example of how to ruin someone's life. Yes. If I was you, I would have put my phone on airplane mode or turned it off. Is that what you did? I, I mean, would just turn it off. Quite a few times. I wouldn't want to look at anything. I mean, I never went on social media. I went on Pinterest. And oh, you write about that in the book. You yeah. said you went on Pinterest a lot. And I would literally look at like holiday decorations yeah, and that's... baking. Like that was it. That was my only safe space for yeah. social media. So, yeah. And Bridgington. How do you say well, Bridgerton. it? Bridgerton. <laughs> Bridgerton. So Bridgerton is actually like a really bright light in your life because that was probably something that you turned to yes. as a peer. And I Outlander. Outlander too. I write about this like I literally just decided to zone out do nothing focus on what makes me feel happy and healthy and I just watched Outlander for like a whole summer long and bought Halloween and Christmas decorations seven months prior to the actual holidays <laughs> I baked 24 7 put Christmas music on all year I played, long oh no yes yeah. that was a major thing I learned how to make a fucking Yule log and I was great <laughs> at it like I mean I just did Nothing. So yes, Bridgerton was a bright light. <laughs> when did you decide to do the good, the bad, and the baby? Like, how did that it, Bougie. Co- baby, baby, the good, the bad, the baby? That's that is our podcast on Patreon. That's yeah, what it is. yeah. Good. Bo's handle, but here he's I not wrong. The good, the bad, the bogey is Bo's Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's his so, Instagram. Uh, Get it right. I, I, yeah, I said yeah. It wrong. Okay, so when did you, when did that idea sort of conceptualize? How, like, how has that been going? It's your own narrative. You control it, which is amazing. Well, it's funny how it started because it was. 
like I am somebody whose my self-esteem has always been tied up in like how much I'm working. Like if I'm busy and working and accomplishing and doing and getting like, then I feel good about myself. So then when I wasn't given the opportunity to work, I my obviously my I how I felt about myself was like truly crumbling. So I'm like, I had many conversations with Lo, with Bo, and I was like, Bo, I'm going to be Kris Jenner and I'm just going to create a podcast for you that I'm going to run. And I'm going to, I'm coming up with all these ideas about what you could do, what you could do, what you could do. And we just started building this thing for poor Bo, for, for, for Bo. And then finally, and this was like, only like a couple months after everything went down, when I finally just went stir crazy, like not accomplishing or working on anything besides, you know, funfetti cupcakes. And then after like months of like, you know, trying to create something for with him for him, where he would be like the the talent. I'm like, who the fuck am I kidding? Like, I love to podcast. I miss this. Like, this is what like I love having conversations like so sorry, Bo, but we are a team. <laughs> and that's when we just decided to do that. And Patreon, it felt like a safe place to where if you want to listen to it, you got you have to pay for it. So it's not like an easy place for trolls to access. No one wants to pay me. Trolls don't want to put anything in my pocket. Or do they? Are Maybe. they the who, ones that are they the ones knows? that are doing half? I don't know. You know, you never know. But I find line. I felt safe. I always make the trolls there. pay me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. They're going to be mad. Wait. So, so when someone goes on to listen to you guys, what can they expect to get here that's different? Well, it's basically like an audio reality show. It's, it's just ba- talking about our lives, our experiences. I'm so used to living my life out there and having people see what my life is like that I'm like, why don't we just talk about it? Like every week, like what the, what the theme of our week was, what issues we're having or what parenting issues we're having. Or I don't know. This was actually a really slow week. So let me just talk about Kim Kardashian right now because this went down. It's it's my way of just communicating to the people I lost communication with. Two things that I will never shut the fuck up about. Okay. Peak teas, sun goddess matcha. It's the best matcha ever. I don't have any other matcha. None. Zip zero. After I've learned what goes into matcha. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. And their ginger digestion elixir. I have their ginger tea every single day. I have it iced. I put it in my water. I have it hot. I wind down with it. It's my tea. And that is because I don't do tea bags anymore. Tea bags are full of microplastics and all kinds of nasty shit. So I eliminate that with my little skinny packets of peak tea. I open them up. I pour it in. It's super easy. There's no tea bag. Back to the matcha. If you're going to do a matcha, make sure you look what's in it. I have learned all about matcha. And the reason I like peak teas is it's organic, ceremonial grade, and it's quadruple toxin screened for purity. You can tell the difference between a matcha that has all these points and one that doesn't. This one is rich in chlorophyll. I am all about the chlorophyll because chlorophyll supports detoxification in the body and promotes clear skin. And we love clear skin over here. Okay. So this one is the best. I like this hot 
You could also do it cold. A little cinnamon. I use a frother. It's absolutely delicious with almond milk. I'm telling you, the whole thing is incredible. And then if you've been listening to this podcast and you haven't tried the ginger tea, you're missing out. I literally have it every single day of my life. Okay, you're going to head over to peaklife.com slash skinny. That's P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash skinny. And you get an exclusive offer just for Skinny Confidential Him and our listeners. You are going to use code SKINNY to get 10% off site-wide plus free shipping when you start your subscription. Everything you need to create a healthy routine. That is peaklife.com slash skinny with code SKINNY. This discount applied site-wide. Get the matcha and get the ginger tea. Now that you're like, I feel like you've put parameters and boundaries around everything that you're consuming, it sounds like. when Do you read any of these gossip articles? Like you see Lisa Vanderpump just came out and says that you make amazing reality TV. She just said that in an article. She goes, Stassi is amazing reality TV. Are you consuming that or do you not even let it enter your ether? Are you just overhearing about it? Well, I didn't know that. That's nice of her to say. I go through phases. Are you Um, at least on good terms? Yeah. Like every time I've run into her and seen her, it's like been a very lovely conversation and everything that I see that she's been putting out there are things like that. Because you guys are pretty close, you know? I mean, as as close as a boss can be with, you know, someone like it, it, we don't ever, we've never been like calling each other and texting each other. That's like never been our dynamic anyway. It's more of just a, if I run into her, it's a, it's a nice experience and I enjoy running into her, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, that's, that's something. Yeah. So you look at it or you don't look at it or you both? It's both because, and then I go through phases of, do I feel like being masochistic and torturing myself right now? Or did I learn better? It, it, it truly like every week is different. Like I, I can't say that I lean one way or the other. I do know when to not read like the full article. (laughs) Like I, sometimes I'm curious just to see like what a headline, what the headlines are, uh, because I need to know, am I being canceled all over again? Like, is that going to happen? Like I have to like be somewhat aware of what people are saying because look what happened before. You almost have like post-traumatic stress. Lo says that. And there are things that have happened that like have majorly triggered it. Like someone had leaked on Google, like literally when you Googled my name, it said off with my head that I, I was putting out a book and the blurb was horrible. Like I would never uh, approve or allow this blurb to be out there. And I have planned this book release, it, the timing, everything. I've taken it so seriously that it was I was devastated in October when it like got out there on the Internet. And we had all of these like these last minute these Zoom meetings, these 911 Zoom meetings that I just, I sobbed through them, yelled at my publishers, slammed my computer like I was this hormonal psychopath. Like, and I was like, that I think was like your first taste of like PTSD of being like, oh my God, things around me are, this is reminding me of when something was taken from me again. And again, when I was canceled, I did those things that people were mad at me for. So like to say something was taken from me, I don't know if that's that's fair, like whatever. But this reminded me that experience, like the thought that people could just come out and make the narrative about my life, whatever it was like. 
I don't know if I'm explaining no, no, I myself properly. I don't think properly. anyone's debating that you had maybe done something that you w- that you weren't so proud of or that might be considered wrong, right? I don't think anyone's debating that. I think the question is, is does the punishment fit the crime? Right? Yeah, like and I'm not the one that, and I can't be the one to to, an- to answer that. Like, and that had to of- come to peace with that and focus on the good that the canceling brought me. Yeah, I, I think like, to be clear, like, I think there's a place to hold people accountable as you make mistakes. But I, I think what I disagree with the most and why I push against cancel culture, if you call it that, is because I don't think that this type of holding someone accountable is actually productive for future generations or even for the current generation. No, and I will tell you, it makes it way harder to actually do the work to be better. It makes because there was... Because you're like, why the fuck am I going to do like, this? Like, fuck you. Yeah, like, you the already, first month yeah. after everything happened, I was angry. Like, I was angry. I was upset. I'm like, fuck this. I don't want... Like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to learn. I don't want to... I'm angry. Well, it's like, if you ever seen, like, you discipline a kid and you go in there and you're like, I'm going to take everything away from you. I'm just going to take, 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 take. And you're mm-hmm. going to go sit in the corner and everyone's going to... And everyone in the classroom is going to be mean to you. Like, that would mm-hmm. be the worst way to teach a child something, yeah, right? Correct. Because they would just get resentful and hateful and angry and they would want to go completely against how you would want them to behave. Exactly. And so that is how I felt for a good few weeks or a month after everything happened. And, and then I finally had to on my own, get to the point where I was like, I actually really want to be better. I, 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 this is actually important to me. I want to educate myself on this. I want to learn why this was wrong and why, how I could be better at certain things. The canceling made it harder for me to get there because I was so resentful at first. But you say in the book, which I found so interesting, is you said you were doing like a Friday Zoom learning about about everything Mm -hmm. and having education around everything that went on. And you said you started to almost look forward to it. Yes, because honestly, I think that's just because my teacher was so nice. She's just a really lovely woman that made me feel safe because I was so scared to start working with a diversity coach because I thought it was going to just be this somebody who was just judging me. And and I, what if I said the wrong thing? And what if I asked the wrong question? And, and May is her name. May started every session with being like, you are going to ask the wrong questions and you're going to say the wrong things. And you are going to continue to long after we have these classes and these lessons, like you will always fuck up. And that just made me feel like that made me feel free just to like, okay, like this is a safe space for me to fucking learn. And then to like, after every session to be like, wow, like I'm, I'm not let, like, I didn't let everybody win. Like I'm sitting here and like, I am actually doing the work when people are saying they're doing the work by by calling other people out on Twitter, like they're standing up for what they believe in. So they think they're doing the work. No, no. Like I'm sitting here and I am doing the work. And that felt like something that made me proud to like one day explain to my kid, you know, like. You said your kids saved you. 100%. And what at what point in the pregnancy did you start to feel better? And did you start to feel like, oh my God, I'm building a human. I'm going to have this new life, this new energy. I was telling someone the other day, I wasn't a baby person until I had a baby. And the, I realized the reason I wasn't a baby person is because I didn't get it. What, what it. what it is, is when you have this new baby, it's pure, unaffected energy. And there's something about having that pureness that's so attractive. When you have that 
and all this stuff just seems to fall to the waistline. I feel like like we're the wayside. Like you're just like you have like a pure energy in front of you. You can concentrate on something that's so positive. Yes. Well, that happened. I, I will say early on in my pregnancy, like as much as I had my moments where I was devastated and depressed and sobbing and and crying and and having those low days, for the most part, I was so fucking excited about becoming a mom that I was very much able to remain a happy person. Like I was, I, I, a lot of people were checking in on me and just thinking that I was like on the ledge about to jump. And I'm like, I'm actually, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm pregnant. What a fucking gift. And I'm in this house and I have this husband that is so fucking supportive. Life is actually good when you think about it. And that just, Harvard was it. Like that, I don't know that I would have been able to remain a stable, normal person if I hadn't been pregnant. I know I would have been like Xanax, alcohol, whatever other pill you'll prescribe me. Like I would have, I say dark passenger, everyone in my life and just like really just been an unhealthy person. And it's like Hartford was supposed to be there for this to happen. Speaking of people checking in on you, it sounds like for, for your cast, it sounds like Katie's one of your true friends. Yes. Well, Katie. well she, yes, she is my baby's uh, godmother. But for everybody too. else, was people, were, were, how did they respond to all of this? Because they're obviously a part of this. Yeah, I mean, most of, I mean, everyone was pretty supportive. Like the cast members that I'm friends with were... S- or were they like, oh shit, like kryptonite. I don't, I gotta be careful here. I mean, no, no one, no one was really like that because everyone was... What does the name rhyme with that? No one was like that. No, truly no one was like that because everyone was there for what, like they witnessed, they were a part... Lots of other people were a part of what went down. Well, they're probably like, oh shit, look what can happen. But there was, uh, what's the word? What's the word? There were more people involved in, in... the incidents that yes. I was fired for. What's that word though? There's a word like culprit. A, a, no, a, like they were conspiring. There was like a an word accessory. Yeah, like there's accessories. There was accessories. <laughs> there, I love accessories. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So and Chris and I obviously we were not going to take people down with us. So we were like, lucky you guys, those of you that that didn't get called out for this. And so everyone was pretty pretty kind because they I think they were feeling lucky that they still had a job (laughs) I have so many questions to ask you from the audience that have nothing to do with this subject and the first one that I'll ask because I'm curious is what your day-to-day is like now oh it's very boring that's okay it's very boring that's okay though we want to hear that I feel like we saw you on Vanderpump Rules you've transitioned into a mother like you're running a business like what's your day like now okay Uh, so an average day I I I have the morning shift so I wake up with Hartford at like seven, maybe seven thirty, maybe six thirty, and we play. And I check emails and put on fucking Tangled or Trolls, and check some more emails. Then Bo wakes up and he makes her breakfast. Bo does the like feeding because I'm a horrible cook, so he does breakfast. Then one of us puts her down for a nap after playing some more, and that's when we like do like podcast stuff, work stuff, whatever we need to do while she's napping. And then she wakes up and we either like go have some fun and take her to the park or something throughout the afternoon and then come back and Bo makes dinner and we give her a bath. bath. And uh, 
after she goes down for bed, we like go up to the kitchen and have like alone time to like eat dinner and drink wine and decide if we're going to watch a show together or separately. And that is pretty much my average day. It's kind of nice, though, to have the simplicity when your life has been so chaotic. Yes, it, it has been. And especially since like going on the book tour and like feeling like my old self again, it's I'm, I'm really liking the juxtaposition. You know, like I'm not committed to like one lifestyle just yet. I'm like, I feel like I'm leading like a double life. So it's either like really boring and mundane and simple, but lovely or like things like this now going on with this book where it's like, there's a lot. That's how we are. Hey, why do you think I love Austin? I look like Schmeagle from Lord of the Rings when I'm in Austin. I look so disgusting. My like toenails Mm -hmm. aren't painted. My hair is not done. I had not washed my hair in two and a half weeks. That's glorious. Like look disgusting. And then I'll come to LA and it's like going through a goddamn car wash. It's like like my fucking (gasps) rims like washed and like the (gasps) pulled and poked and prodded. And then it's like a whole like different life you know what yes. she said today she goes no don't worry she goes nobody sees me in austin so i don't care i was like well i i see you i, literally, like, I, like, I don't care like i don't know like you married a gemini i, I love the juxtaposition <laughs> of what you just said you have to have the recharge time to be on i talk about this a lot i've always talked about this a lot like while i might seem extroverted i am not whatsoever and i truly need a simple happy home life and 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 alone time and just time with my husband and my baby very often like not like oh i get this once or twice a week like i need it often in order to like feel healthy and emotionally well <laughs> i totally agree with you i'm going to read some of the audience's questions and you can answer them quick okay okay i feel like you kind of already answered this but you can say maybe maybe would you ever be on reality TV again? I am wearing a ponytail. It is snatching my face. I love a ponytail. But the thing with the ponytail is you got to find the right extensions. And these ones are BFB hair. They have the widest range of product offerings. They have a shade that is ideal for you. I laid them out today in front of my hairstylist and she was flipping out. She could not believe how well they matched my color. I'm telling you guys their clip-in hair extensions are insane. They have the classic for length, which is the one that I got. And then I like to cut it how I want it. They also have the fill-ins for volume. So if you just want a little zhuzh, and then they have the ups for updos. So you can pick whatever you want. And you should know the ups are amazing for ponytails or just throwing your hair up like for a wedding. They have 28 shades and they actually have a team of experts ready to help you with your shade and product selection. That's what I did. I used their team to match my hair exact. We were freaking out over not only how well they were matched, but the quality, the comfort. They're not hurting my head right now, which is a big one. And let me tell you, I've tried a lot of extensions. These are the ones that I would recommend. I am a huge fan. Follow them on Instagram for tutorials, hair hacks, and inspiration. It's at BFB Hair. I'm telling you, if you go to their Instagram, you'll see exactly what to do. The move is clip-in extensions, by the way. Like, don't try anything else other than them. 
I've tried everything. Let me be the guinea pig. All Skinny Confidential Him and her listeners get 15% off all hair products using code SKINNY15 at checkout. They rarely have discount codes or sales, so this is an exclusive discount for you. You guys want to take advantage of this, especially if you're a clip-in hair extension fan like me. That's SKINNY15 for 15% off at checkout. Enjoy your new hair. Yes, if I was an executive producer, if I was if I was in charge of what goes out, I'm not I I've had a lot of time again, like I've said, I've had a lot of time to think about this and I have a kid now. And I think if you would have asked me this, even when she was a newborn, I've been like, yeah, I'll go back on Rihanna TV like Hartford just would like this is what her life will be. But now that she's a toddler, there is literally no way I would let someone who doesn't know me or her produce and edit her and put her out without me or Bo's approval of what goes out. I think that's a very rational thing to say. We get that. So there's that. Vanderpump Valley. I mean, it's obviously like not, I write about it. So like that was a, would you ever consider that or you have to be an EP? Will I be in charge? Well, okay. <laughs> I like, hey, I'm all about that. Like, I would I would never do a reality show either unless I had EP. So I completely agree with you. Which Vanderpump Rules castmate would ruin the fun of the filming the most? <laughs> Jax, honestly. I knew you were going to say Jax. that. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was hard to work with. But Why, also, just because he was just all over fun the place. and unhinged. Just a, but like unhinged can be fun. You know what I mean? It's entertaining. But he would try and like cancel scenes and ruin them for other people. Like he'd be like, no one wants to go to your party. Like literally no one uh, trying to. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a scene that we're all scheduled to be in just because you don't want to go to. The, he made working difficult. Taylor, like, sometimes you remind me of, of Jax. Like, and I mean that in a nice way, but Taylor... <laughs> Oh my god! I thought you were just saying that to me. No, 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 no. Taylor, our producer, behind me. Uh, He sometimes. Taylor, are you a pain in the butt? (laughs) Are you? Self awareness is a little bit off. Are you and Kristen and Katie still as good as friends as you used to be? No, I mean Katie. Like I said, is is my baby's godmother. Like I'm, she's one of my closest friends, and I'm friends with Kristen, but it's not the same. My life is also it's just we're all going in different directions and and our lives are so different and and I I don't have time for to just like be a witch wheel. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> I think that also it's so important to acknowledge that friendships go through different seasons. Totally, one hundred percent. Like yes. well, this this yes. high maintenance friendships that they're going to no, be the same the whole you. fucking. Lord, no, I'm, I could. I'm writing a book on it. I swear, I can't. Please, because this needs to be talked about more. Oh, I, I think that come low, to my house. <laughs> low maintenance friends are the best, and and I I just feel like your friends should match your level of what it is like if you're good friends so when somebody's like extra needy or like needs me to text them every day or hang out all the time I'm like this no 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 I'm a low maintenance friend I never call you I never text you like if like that's what I need from you it should be just be my friend but let's not talk (laughs) the way I think about it is it it should be effortless and a real pleasure anytime you're connecting but I'm gonna tell I'm gonna do a public service announcement if I am with dinner I'm, if I'm going to dinner with you and we're sitting at dinner and you're planning the next dinner, no. I'm going to off myself. Yeah. It's, I can't. I, 100%. We're at dinner right now. Totally. Like I can't. 
Oh, when they're doing like the advanced. No, I can't. Or like when we're having a drink and we're like, well, when should we do the next drink? Like I, I don't have the capacity it's to like, wash my hair. I, I, I haven't washed my hair in two and a half weeks. I, you take on what you can take on. Sometimes it takes me a month to text people back. I know, I know, because I text you sometimes, but I know, <laughs> but I know that like I've and, and I appreciate that about you because I'm the same way. And I wish more people appreciated that about me. I, like, oh, I you want- do what you can do. And especially now that you have kids like like I just voice noted my friend today and I was like, listen, like I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like I I only can focus on like I know this sounds weird work and growing a baby and taking care of a kid. Yes, it's enough. And like, I'll blow you once in a while. Like, that's enough for me. Well, don't forget that. Maybe put that at the top of the list. <laughs> no one wants to have sex with me right now <laughs> with these horrible oh, smells. Yeah. Maybe uh, not true. Everyone, I just have to say this, is saying how much they love you in these in these questions. It's so really nice. there's a lot of very, very, very nice. Okay. We, this is going to come out after your wedding. So can we talk oh, about your wedding? Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about it anyway. Okay, talk, talk about your wedding. Tell well, us all about your wedding. Well, it was what's well, in Rome. The location that we have, well, we, we it was supposed to be on Vanderpump Rules. That was, so it was going to be Same a film wedding. Yes, that we could not get out of. So like when we went oh, to so um, to wedding to look at venues back in 2019, one of our producers came with us to Rome. And this was going to be like the bridge to like a Valley rules kind of spinoff, like where the OG cast members would like, kind of go off into their own show and Banner Pump Rolls could stay like at the restaurant with new people. And so our wedding was going to be part of that bridge to these two shows. And so we had to have a producer come with us to scout locations because wherever we picked to get married, hotel, rehearsal dinner had, you have to get the rights to film there. So like I couldn't just go wedding plan myself with Bo. So we found our venue, got locked in, we found our rehearsal dinner venue, got locked in, found the hotel. Then everything went down where uh, I was fired and we were still locked in. So they wouldn't let us get out of these venues. But did the show lock it in or did you per- you personally lock like, it in? We, I did because they I'm did. like, the, we're like the venues wouldn't let yeah, you Yeah, like go Bravo didn't pay for the shit. Like we paid for the shit and oh, the venues didn't let us get out of it. So Bo and I had to make talk about this for what felt like 89 years and was like, do we want to just eat this money and and let it go? Or like, do we want to reimagine what this wedding will look like and like still do it? And I'm like, let's fucking still do it. And let's do back to back. Let's do my book this week and let's get married right after. So it is just a great time. Let's just fucking go and live our best lives for a good month. Good for you. And cut 70% of the guest list because it's too expensive. (laughs) So now it is a um, 35 person wedding in Rome, like in a location that's meant for like a shit ton of people. How (laughs) many people from the cast are being invited? I will say that only a few are coming. So were you cutthroat about the list with the cast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but I, I, but they, I love I, a cutthroat wedding. We had 45 people. You, I actually, when I was doing the cutting, I remember when you did my podcast. <laughs> 55. And you had told me that. We invited you, 55. You I think said it was the best decision that best you ever decision. made. And I, I kept thinking back on that. And I was like, no, I can do this. And honestly, everyone's been pretty understanding because we sent out an email being like, yo, times are tough. I can't, we can't have like a 200 person wedding. So like, this doesn't mean we don't like you, but you're not part of my 35 top people. Well, you know what? Like also like, (laughs) I mean, I think, I think about it two ways. Like 
a lot of people don't even want to like go to weddings, right? Like this, and, yeah, and I'm releasing you. Yeah, I am releasing you of having to fly all the way to Rome, spend all of this money. Like you're welcome for being uninvited. And then for you and Bo, it's like you don't want to spend the whole time glad handing a bunch of people. Absolutely not. We and, want to be able to and like Sally's cousin that yes. you haven't seen in 18 years. Here's yeah. here's what I made the decision to have a small wedding, and you'll relate to this. I did a book launch like when I first started blogging. It was like three years in, and in the book launch there was like 500 people, and I remember at the end of it, I. I couldn't even enjoy one second. And not only that, I couldn't remember one second because yeah. I was constantly being stimulated and I was constantly being thrown and all. feeling like you have to make sure everyone Finesse. feels like it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, so that but- I was like, I want like, I don't want to do this at my wedding. Like I want people to be so confident and comfortable with our relationship that I don't need to like it was just hold one their big hand party yeah. for us for three days. You'll like, love it. it well, fun. so that is what yeah. I'm hoping this is 35 people that like, I love the most just fucking hanging out in Rome. That, like, that, that's how it kind of like should that's be right. The plan. And then the second week you guys are, is it a honeymoon? I mean, is it a honeymoon when your baby's there? Can we call that a honeymoon? Can you stick it in in the bathroom in two minutes? I feel like we're really good at like timing when it comes to like when to do it. And honestly, that's that's on me because I told tell him that like, I'm sorry, I can't have sex at night. It's just like a thing. Like you're tired. I'm exhausted. I don't feel hot. I don't like none of that stuff. Like I also like I want to have like a glass of wine at night. Like I don't want to worry about blowing. Yes. And I like sober sex. So like I plan certain days like he doesn't know that I'm planning it but like I know that like on this day and on this day during her nap I will Put initiate out. this yeah and um are you getting this one are you getting tips here do I have a different time? strategy than that I like we all, strategy. Our, we all have our own our but you own. can add it what's great about this is you can add additional strategies my strategy is I always rally yeah I know I always rally do you really always always I'll rally yeah. anytime wait that is I don't want Bo to hear this because like Bo now knows not to even like kind of like initiate anymore because just let me initiate when I'm when I'm horny. That is true. And all the years I've known Lauren, there's I have never been denied. Maybe once. I'm trying to be like, no, but I am like a shook. Maybe once. You we've known each other. But also I'm not like a prick about it. Like if I'm like, okay, she's not, this is not she's not into it right now. She's not in the moment, then I won't do that. But like if But I've also been married longer. And I think when you've been married longer, like you like yeah, like you rally. Like you just right now, like you're at a sweet spot where you can do the like your strategic like days. I think it's fine. She got some advice. Did she get some advice? I'm horrible. Yeah, my stepmom. I I complained to her what I complained to her once when I was twenty one. I was bartending like so long. And I was just working and working. And I called her and I'm like, oh, he wants to have sex again. I'm like, I'm so tired. Like, I just can't have sex at one in the morning. And she goes, I thought she was going to be like, oh, it's okay. Like, just do it when you want to do it. And she was like, no, you rally. And she's been married to my dad for like Thank you, Julie. Years. Love you, Julie. Oh, man. I need to get my shit together. Just give him a blowjob. But I do these things on my time. Okay. okay. I mean, you're <laughs> working time. on my Don't time. Don't tell him to listen to this episode. <laughs> on my well, time. Well, listen, not to make it sound like I'm a... But he could do it all the time. That's the yeah. thing. Like, if if he, if he if I said twice a day, he'd be like, fuck yes, I'm living my best life. So, like, <sighs> I just... Well, that's no, what I'm saying. You gotta it, not be a dick about it, right? Like, you gotta be like, okay, like, I could tell, like, you know, right now, you know, she's pregnant and she's tired and had a long day. I'm not like, hey, rally. You know, I'm not like coming out of nowhere. Like, I, I kind of read the room. You've learned. Like, yes, read yeah. the room. I did tell you the other day when I came in, I was like, I caught my vagina shaving because I can't see it. And there was blood everywhere. No, you came in all dramatic. You're like, I cut my... I cut my clitoris off. I'm like, what? I'm 
slice out. No, we're not cutting it out. Just a slice. It was that area? Oh my gosh. I can't see anything, you guys. Why do you want me to do maybe a little like my yeah, I cut my clip. We have to edit this. No, we're not cutting it out, Taylor. I thought I was gonna Oh my gosh. I thought I was gonna slip on it in the okay, shower. Okay, first of all, it's, it's healed. It's not a, like he—he's imagining like a piece. It's not a piece. Well, it's a slice. You come in so dramatic on everything. <laughs> well, there and was. So, uh, it was bleeding. If you said like, I mean, hey, what, I did what a little. Mean, I cut my clit. You can't about? be if you, if you said I just nicked myself shaving, that's different. Okay, than, I nicked my clit. <laughs> Taylor, do not Can this fuck. episode be titled Taylor, Nicked My Clit? Do not yeah. fucking cut this, Taylor. I will. Off with my clit! Off with my clit! <laughs> That's what this is going to be called. Taylor, do not cut this out of the episode. Or I will. Okay, <laughs> so enough about my clit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the week after that you're going to be in Europe, yeah. you have, you're going to have a half-ass honeymoon. Hartford with yeah. you. And yeah. I was saying that like it's going to be a do little tough. you need to take tough. a moment for yourself? You need to recover? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me laugh. Uh, you're, you're, it's going to be a little hard. You're going to make it through. But I'm expecting it to be hard. So, like, that's the thing. You're scaring the shit out of no, me. No, you'll be fine. Like, no, you'll be fine. No, I can see in your eyes, like, you just have, like, this panic for me, which is, like, so, like, I don't know, like, kind of you, like, to have such empathy for me right I now. Just, but, like, I see it in your face that you're scared. It's just a lot of work. It's a, a, women, like, mothers and fathers together on a flight for 16 hours or however long it is. It's a lot of work. Like 13, right? Just bring a lot of toys, a lot of food, a lot of Xanax, a lot of, a lot of wine, and you'll be okay. I'm so excited, you guys. You're gonna this is going to be the best trip ever. I mean, download shows. I am. Well, that is done. Okay. I am not at a point where I feel comfortable being out of the country without her. So, like, there was no other option. We were the same. Than to have her stay and be with us on this whatever honeymoon. So I have already have it in my head that's like, well, this was the only option. So it's not going to be as fun as what life used to be when we traveled. And we're just going to have to like really like room service a lot of the times. And we're just going to just I think that we've been also Bo and I have been down and like like not in our 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 normal life that we were used to where like we were constantly working and traveling and having fun this past two years we've been at home our lives drastically changed we haven't we felt like we were still in a cage so we're just gonna be so fucking happy to be in europe to be traveling that like if that means that like i'm just like eating scrambled eggs for dinner on like the bathroom floor at like one in the morning like we're gonna be so happy just to be there and doing it that like oh, that's why i'm fine. not worried i'll, I'll give be you fine. like one just one piece of advice because it sounds like you like paris a lot is that where you're going paris yeah was well, one of those places yes it sounds like you're familiar with it and so i would just the only advice i would give is to not have the expectation that it's going to be like other times you've been there but that's not a bad thing. It's yeah. just different because we go back to these places that we love. And like, okay, we've scared her. And then I'm like, but you no, know, I know I'm not going to like on your La Avenue. I know I'm not going to like the restaurants that I love. You can I know go. That. You can go to La Avenue. Is it Lay or La? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Either. It's like one it's L. L. Okay, everyone Lo. gets mad. I mispronounce stuff. Okay, you can go there during like go right after her nap at lunch. But you know where I would go on the date night when Lo's there? Oh, please give me Birdie. 
What is that? Faraday. Faraday. I'll see. <laughs> Let's write that down. I'm telling you, that is the restaurant that I would go to if I had one restaurant Have to go to. Have you been to Hotel Costas? Yes. Yes, that's and a good one. Do you Wait, like you, it better I would, than that? I would go to Faraday for dinner and then Faraday's I would go. Behind, hotel, Faraday, then I would go to, for drinks Faraday's, or before. Okay. Faraday's behind cost. Right and behind. I would make okay. low stage till four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and Bo, does, does he eat meat? Sorry. Yes, he does. One of the best burgers you'll ever have. Okay. Yeah. So it's great. So I'm just going to have one great night out it's so much in fun. Paris with my husband. But uh, that's uh, that's like the, uh, that. wouldn't you say to go there? Yeah, but no, but, but the only thing I'm saying is like we went, the reason I'm telling you this is because we went back last year around this time and had the expectation that it's just gonna be like how every other time we went. No, she has, she's not like that though. She's, she's really self-aware with it. Yeah. And, well, I'm not. I then. was like, like, I know I'm not going to be able to do like 98% of what I, I normally do. You should have seen what was in my brain because I'm so oblivious. I was like, yeah. oh, like. You know why she naps we're gonna be like we were surprised every day that it wasn't going the way we thought like we looked at each other like what do we, like we thought someone was punking us like every day we were like well why isn't this you guys were also still used to traveling and doing things and so you 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 yeah. were used to that so then all of a sudden it's like wait my baby's a little different right now and this kind of sucks this vibe is not we it. also went during a weird time we've not gone anywhere so we're just yeah, you guys so are gonna desperate to just like you're gonna be, be with each other in another location. And there's no masks, right? No, I think it's done. I think No, I think it's done. done. Amazing. So then you can go there without the mask situation. That we, was the other thing. We had to wear those the if whole I mean, time. If, if I had there. to wear a mask throughout Europe, I don't think that we would have thought. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you, I just held my glass of wine in my hand the whole trip. No, it's like... <laughs> With the straws, like that's what everyone. I'm drinking yes. and eating peanuts. Okay, <laughs> like I don't know what to say. Okay, so to end this, what are some bright, happy things that are happening for you right now besides your book? Your book's obviously amazing. I feel like everyone who's listening should buy it. It's so good. But what else? What 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 can we expect from you? Okay. Well, I will say this. One thing I've learned over the last two years is to focus on one thing at a time and like really like put my all into that one thing and then move on to the next. And so in my brain, I, I've put everything I had into this book and then now this wedding and the next step this summer, the focus is like, okay, let's restart my podcast. And so that's where I want to go. And then eventually I can be like, now let's podcast tour again. Now does somebody want to buy the rights to off with my head so I can produce that show because I have lots of ideas. So that's where, that's where like my vision board is, but I'm taking everything one step at I a time. I forgot you were doing those wild tours. Those were intense. So much fun too. And I was like a them. rock. I was like living like a rock star. I was just like, you know, in a tour bus, just Is living really? my best, really? truly in a tour Wait, can bus. you have sex in a tour bus? Yes. What's up with you in the sex? You can. Man? I just want to know if you can have sex in the bu- bus yes. is moving. Like, that's a lot. Yes, because we had the back room of the bus. So it was like me and Bo in the back. Yeah. But it's a little bed, right? Yeah, but like, you make shit work. But you have this, you're like a tour bus driver? I would rally. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, uh, it was fun. So I will say something about podcasting. You were an OG of podcasting before anyone you years before i know and i'm so scared that people will forget that and it's just gonna look like i'm i'm just like another person coming out with a podcast and i want to be like i'm sorry i was i was first first. (laughs) but you i remember you posted like that you had a podcast and i didn't even know how to access it yeah like brandy glanville and you were the only ones that had podcasts what was the motivation early on well i was dating somebody who worked in radio who was like an asshole but like i was so i was like around 
that environment. And I became best friends with Taylor Strecker through him. So I was constantly around this. And Mm -hmm. Taylor was like, you could do this. And I'm like, I could never like your brain has to go like a million miles an hour. Like, look at you. You have to fill up time. You have to fill up like the space. Like I I could never do this. And then I was offered an opportunity to do it. And I was like, I might as well just try. Let's give it a whirl. And then I loved it. So also, it's nice that it has nothing to do with the way you look. That's my favorite part about it. Well, which is unfortunate now because now everyone's filming their podcast. Know, so like we feel like we have to like keep up and it's I like, know. what? Just wear a ponytail. I thought I could do this podcast in my bathroom with like my psoriasis medicine on my face. Like what? You can still do that though. I don't think, I mean, pe- like sometimes the video, I agree. It's like, oh, we got to do it, another it's thing. It's a lot of work. It's <sighs> so much work. It's yeah. like... It, <laughs> I actually won't go there. I'll tell you off air. All right. So where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out, your book, everything. God, I know. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even remember how to sell myself. I think I'm at Stassi Schroeder on Instagram. I don't really tweet that much every now and then, but I'm at Stassi. Not selling that one. But you can buy my book pretty much anywhere. So just, like, Google it or, like, go to your local store. Please support local bookstores because we don't want them to die. So there's that. You can also listen to the audiobook. And also, you're, and you can go my Patreon. on Patreon. Yes. I call it Patron because I can't pronounce anything. You guys, Patreon. I haven't sold, I haven't had to do this in a long time. So I'm sorry that I'm rusty. You can also go and listen to my podcast that I have with my husband on Patreon. And that is The Good, The Bad, The Baby. And you get videos and, and just content. Content. I think this episode's so amazing because it gives another perspective to a side of a story that a lot of people wanted to judge with a clickbait article. So that's why I think is so amazing about podcasting is it gives context to things. No, yeah. no, they'll still pull the clickbait out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. 100%. I'm already in the back okay. of my head being well, like, God, I, well, I, I, I said, I said a lot. that I cut my clit off. So I maybe that's what it is. Lauren Bosick. Has lost her clit. It's not <laughs> cut off. It was nicked. Okay. And you told me you nicked your ball sack. So don't act like you're all. No, high but I didn't say, I, I said, Nick, I don't come and say my fucking balls are gone. Right. <laughs> Stassi, I cannot wait to see what you are going to do. And I, I would love for you to have your podcast. Thank you. Just to let you know. Thank you for coming on. Thank Lo, you. Thanks for bringing her in. Wait, don't go. Do you want to win a signed copy of Stassi's book, Off With My Head, The Definitive Basic Bitch Handbook to Surviving Rock Bottom? I read it. It's a great read. I think you guys will all love it. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram, and Stassi will personally sign a book for you. We'll drop into one of your DMs. And with that, get excited for the next episode. It's a good one. I think you're going to love this duo. Taylor, it's a damn good thing that Symbiotica decided to partner with our show because I'm telling you what, I am their number one customer. I am taking all of our disposable income and I am dumping it into Symbiotica. I think I have all of their products. I think I am their best customer. I don't think I've found a better supplement company. And I say that with a lot of confidence. If you guys have been paying attention and listening to this show, we've had Sherveen, the founder of Symbiotica, on this show multiple times now. He's an incredible guest with an incredible mission. And within that mission, obviously, is this powerhouse of a brand, Symbiotica. Liposomal supplements and vitamins, protein powders now, skin balms, all sorts of stuff. They have such an incredible offering. Here's how I do it. And this is exactly my favorite routine. I wake up every morning. I take their vitamin D3 with CoQ10 and K2. I give it not only to myself, but to Lauren, to Zaza. They just came out with a chlorophyll that I put into my water. That's an incredible product. The B12 is also incredible. We also, all three of us in the family take it. 
they have such a diverse offering. I would definitely go on there and figure out what's best for you. But our favorite products are definitely that vitamin D3, CoQ10, K2. It's one of the most complex formulas that we found. It's incredible. And they're magnesium three and eight. If you've been listening to the show, you realize so many of us are deficient in magnesium. We don't get enough. It's why we have brain fog. It's why we have inflammation, so many other things. It's one of the only magnesiums that crosses the blood brain barrier. Also, if you're looking for an extremely clean protein powder, plant-based, their new protein powder may be the best in the business. This is a mission-driven company. Their founder walks the walk, talks the talk, all of it. And it's just an incredible brand that I can't stand more firmly behind. And of course, if you want to try it out, we have a code. Use code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. This is an addition to the custom bundle discounts. That's where you're going to get the biggest discount when you do the custom bundles. So people can get up to 45% there. Create your custom bundle at symbiotica.com and use code SKINNY at checkout. Check it out today. Again, try the ones I recommended, but also they have so many different offerings that you can jump into for whatever your health needs may be.